0: new facilities, a lot of issues. We are by no stretch of the imagination, even close to being done. Pastor Jay and I, earlier, when we hugged, uh, and I said, wow, this is when the work begins, okay? This is when, we've been getting a building ready. Now, we're gonna grow a church for Jesus Christ. And that means growing people. Yes, that's why we're here. Wow. So welcome to the launch service for Connect Church. I'm glad you're a part of this. You'll be able to check that off on your to-do list that uh, you've been a part of the beginning of a new church family. This is your church home. Uh, The 500 people who said, I want to be a charter member of Connect Church. I want this to be my home. I believe are going to be joined by thousands of others in the years to come. And if you're a guest here today, if you're new, we are so thankful you're here. You are not a stranger. You are not an inconvenience. Uh, We are thrilled you're here, aren't we, Connect Church? We are thrilled. That's really what I wanna talk to you about today, what, what a church home is. Uh, and so let's just jump right in here, in your notes. I've, I've given you a thought to start with here, and it is this, home is the place where your story begins. Now we understand that in the context of our, our human life, uh, our existence, we are born into a family. Home is the place where your story begins. And I, and I think it's important uh, that I do a little sidebar and talk about this for a minute because no two homes are alike. Uh, Some of you here today, uh, the truth is, when I say the word home, it does not conjure up happy thoughts. Uh, Others, home is a happy place. But for many, home is a place where there's been hurt. Uh, It's a dark place. And you really don't have positive memories about your home. So when I say home, that's where your story starts. Some of you are thinking, wow, this is not a good start to the message because that does not uh, make me feel warm and fuzzy. But I, I'll tell you what we're really drilling down on today is two things. I understand your frustration. I understand the hurt that comes with maybe growing up less, in less than a perfect home. But at the end of the day, Connect Church is a place where we care about the hurts that you brought with you <laughs> And even more importantly, God cares. Uh, Psalm 68, did you realize this? The Bible says in Psalm 68, God said, I will be a father to the fatherless. If you've come from anything less than a perfect home, and by the way, there is no such thing as a perfect home. If you've come from a home where there's been hurt, wow, I'm here to tell you, God is here today and Connect Church is here to be your church home, the beginning of your spiritual story can be connected to what God is doing through this community Uh, on a human level. We know this to be true. There's no such thing as a perfect home. Uh, No such thing as perfect parents. I had earlier in the first hour service, my mother was here. And uh, people were starting to ask her, her questions about me and what I was like growing up, so I, I quickly got her out to the car and sent her away. because I, I was not feeling very secure. We all have different stories, do we not? When I, when I am talking today about this idea of how our story begins in this place called home, I'm, I'm talking about our spiritual story, I'm talking about how a church home is so critical and so important and and virtually is God's plan for us to build a story, a life of meaning and and purpose. Now, good news. You don't get to choose your human home where you were born. Uh, there, There are things about it that you'd like to do over. There are things about it maybe were hard. My mother was here with my Aunt Dorothy and my Aunt Diane and my cousin Nancy in the first hour, there was a a time when our family hit a hard patch, a difficult time, and our family, five kids, moved in with my Aunt Dorothy who is here today, who I will forever be grateful to, 90 years old, because she took, have you done the math on that yet? Five and six, 11 kids, all under the age of 16 and four adults in a three bedroom house. And, and yet, when we look back at my cousin who is here, I, most of the cousins, we get together and talk, say it was the best summer of our life. My cousin Nancy just looked at me and said, I'm sorry, I can't remember anything. I have wiped it out of my memory. <laughs> and, and you know, in some ways, to overcome some of the hurts, we do that sometimes but I'm here to tell you today there is a home there is a family that you can choose to be a part of and there is a big old welcome sign out front it is the family of God it is the church of Jesus Christ we are glad you're here we are thankful you here you're here there's a place for you here and there's so much potential for us in this home the Bible says very clearly that we are eternal beings. I like to say there was a time when I was not, but there will never be a time when I will not be. In other words, who you are right now, your existence will never ever cease. Just get your head around that for a moment. One day your heart's going to stop. That's gonna be the end of your body. It's, it's not, however, going to be the end of you. Uh, th- that, that's gonna be the end of your time on Earth but it's going to be the beginning of your forever and forever and forever. And God wants you to be in his home, in his ham, family for that forever and ever and ever. Uh, the truth is we actually spend more time post-death, after this life is over. We spend more time on the other side than we will here and now, uh, after you body dies you move on to eternity and that goes on for trillions and trillions of years and when i say today and i start this by saying home is the place where your story begins it's true on a physical level and on a spiritual level church home is so much has so much to do with your story i'm here to tell you that you will live out your life but then the story continues forever and ever and ever one of the cool things about your spiritual story, no matter what hand you were dealt, your spiritual story can change things. Do, do you realize that the hurts you've experienced can be replaced with forgiveness? You can be set free from the chains of the hurt. Uh, the, the sorrow, the, the, the bitterness, the anger can be turned into joy. So even if you didn't win the lottery on your human family, you have won the lottery today. You have a chance to be part of God's family. You have a a chance to be a part of his church, to enter into his home. Uh, Because the Bible says we are eternal spiritual beings, it is on us now to prepare for what is coming. Because the Bible teaches this is preparation. I was thinking how... uh, Sometimes, you know, we have a hard time getting, around, getting our head around certain things in, in Scripture that are hard to understand. Because, you know, if what I say is true, that, that God saved us to have a relationship with us, why didn't He just create us and get it over and done with us and have us in heaven and we avoid all this stuff here? I mean, those are the kind of things you think about when you're in seminary. And, and I remember wrestling with this and, and in, in my studies we were taught that this is preparation for what's coming. And we can understand that. Before you're turned loose on the world, uh, you are prepared by going to school for a few years, Uh, for some longer than others, but we go to school. And and as we grow, we become prepared for the real world. And and if you can make that connection, this is like warming up on a, a track before you run the race. Uh, this this is like just getting ready, like kindergarten. And, and you will one day take your training wheels off. And we will have our real existence, the eternity with God and in our family with him in our home in a place called heaven. I mean, that's, that's what we believe. And that's what we're hoping in this world to communicate to others, the love of God that offers a new home and a new start. I, I sometimes think we are so attached to this world, we won't allow ourselves to think enough about heaven and what is coming. And I know we gotta live here, don't get me wrong, I'm not just talking about, you know, heaven, pie in the sky, by and by. But the truth is, this is a dress rehearsal for what is to come. So here's the most important thing you're gonna hear me say today. It's in your notes, I'd like you to think about this statement for a moment your spiritual life and spiritual story begins when you connect to christ your spiritual life your spiritual story for, for many of you you're sitting today you can look back and you can remember a time when your spiritual life and your spiritual story began because you connected to christ through a personal relationship as you ask him to save you uh, there, there's a couple of scriptures here these are verses i'd love i've been waiting for this i cannot I I was thinking about today and I thought, how cool when we have a chance to read God's word together in this new worship center. So I'd like you to join me. We're going to read a couple of these verses. They're very short 2 Corinthians 5 17. Would you join me in reading this? Let's lift our voice up, connect together as one. Join me. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person, the old life is gone. A new life has begun. Let's read 1 Peter 1.23. Join me. For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because? How long will it last? Forever. That's what this is all about. That's what we gather on the first day of the week. This is not the church, the building. We are the church. And when we leave out of here, we are the church. And and yes, there there is a, a purpose to our gathering. We worship corporately as well as individually Monday through Saturday. We should pray and spend time talking to our Lord. But we are the church Monday through Saturday, not just on Sunday. And these verses tell us of the importance of how we become new people in Christ when we are connected to him. So your spiritual home, your spiritual family, your father in heaven has given you a new life and a new home that will last forever. And that comes when you choose to be a part of his family. There's a second thought I wanna share with you about home. Home is a place where you can find love. Home is a place where you can find love. I meet people all the time who tell me stories about how they've experienced deep pain because someone who promised to love them has broken their word and as a result, immense hurt has come into their life. So when I say home is a place where you can find love, I'm not necessarily talking about human family, although human family has the potential to bring love into your life. I'm really shifting my focus to your spiritual family, the place where you do community, you experience community, this this idea of I'm not alone. Others who love God, Gather together with me. And I'm not alone. When I have a hurt, I can share it with someone who will not judge me, who will care about me, who will pray for me. So when I say home is a place where you you can find love, I'm talking about the safety and love of God's family, the peace of God's home. Uh, There's such great news to that because God's home is represented on this planet here and now in the form of his church, in the form of the the gathering together of believers on the first day of the week. And as thankful as I am for this building, it means nothing compared to the value of each and every person here today. And we who are members of his family have a chance to share his love. We can grow his love in our own lives, and we can share it with others. So, a good church home is a great place to grow in love and find God's love. That's because God is love. One of the things, if you're new to us, is we define ourselves here as a church community and a church family. I like to say that we don't define ourselves by the things that we are against we define ourselves by the things we're for see a lot of religion defines itself by the list of rules and things they are not supposed to do but i'm convinced if you get the things you are supposed to down do if you get that down then the things you're not supposed to do will take care of themselves if you love the lord god with all of your heart all of your mind that's the positive You'll not have to worry about the list of the nasty do nots because God will be first in your life. And so today, I want to encourage you. 1 Peter 1.3 says this. God has given us the privilege of being born again so that we are now members of God's family. In your notes, another thought I want to share with you under home is this place where you can find love. Your love grows when you connect to the community of God's family. A Couple of more verses here, let me read for you, Ephesians chapter one, verse four and five. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. So God loves us, he accepts us as we are, but he loves us too much to leave us the way we were. And he wants us to live holy without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us himself through Christ. What, a, what, a, what an amazing truth. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. Next verse, Ephesians 5.2. I'd like to read that one out loud together. Will you join me? Ephesians 5.2, ready? Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us offered himself sacrifice for us. On this launch launch Sunday, if I could press one idea, one thing that you wouldn't forget, you could hold on to the rest of your life. If I could just get one thing across, this is what it would be. Being a part of God's family is not automatic. It's a choice. Listen to me very closely. According to the Bible, God did not create anyone that he doesn't love. He didn't create anyone who he doesn't want to be in his family. But not everyone is a child of God. You've got to choose to be a member of God's family. You have to choose your spiritual home. You've got to allow God to adopt you. Everybody, everyone has to make that choice. God has never created a person he didn't love. God has never made a person he didn't want in his family. God God wants to adopt us. That's a beautiful thing. I um, was talking to my son David, this last week. And uh, like others in our church family, they have been willing uh, to go through all of the procedures in the state and to qualify to be foster parents. And and oftentimes they take children into their home uh, who need homes, who need to be adopted. And their intent has been fostering with intent to adopt. And we're proud of them for that. They have a daughter, a beautiful daughter that God blessed them with, was born five years ago almost. But it, it is a beautiful thing to watch that literally play out how this beautiful child who is now a part of their home will possibly in time be adopted into their family. And, and that will be my grandchild That that, that is an amazing thought, to to comprehend, this idea of adoption, that's what God wants to do with every one of us, that's that's the second thought here today, that's the one thing, we have to choose to allow him to adopt us. Now there's one final thought here, the third thought is this, home is a place where you can discover, where we can discover our purpose. You've heard us all say many times that that as a church, as Connect Church, we're here to help people to connect to Christ. We're here to help connect people to community. But ultimately, at the end of the day, everyone needs a purpose, a reason to live. There's a quote attributed to Mark Twain. It goes like this. The two most important uh, moments in a person's life are the day they're born and the day they figure out why. Now, I I looked that up because I'd heard that a number of years ago. I remembered it, and I thought, well, I'm going to look it up and make sure I got it right. But what I found out is the facts of truth are that Mark Twain didn't actually say that. Nobody knows who said it first, but everyone repeats it and says Mark Twain said it. And the Mark Twain uh, School and Studies facility in Elmira, New York has said, nope, he didn't say it. But the truth is, I I like the saying. In fact, I'd like to add a third thing to this. Here it is. The three most important moments in your life, here they are. The moment you're born, that's where your story begins. On an an earthly level, it was either good, bad, or maybe something in the middle. But that's a part of your story. It's part of what's made you, you. And so let's let's go ahead and and check that box. that's an important moment. But I want to say there's, there's a moment that's even more important. And that's the moment that you are born again. Amen. Scripture says you must be born again. Now you don't have a chance to be born again unless you've been physically born. Jesus talked about this repeatedly while he was here on this planet. And, and so that, that I would say if there are important moments in our life, you've got you've to say that's important. But then the third moment to me would be when you discover God's purpose for your life. One of the saddest things in the world is someone who lives without purpose, without meaning, without you know, really any real objective or cause to live for. One of the cool things today about our volunteers and everybody that's been a part of helping bring these facilities together and welcoming people, is that they have a reason to live. There's a purpose. Next Sunday morning, right down here in the front. <laughs> You're gonna get wet next week. That's, that's the Shamu section right down here. Uh, there, there are some of you who are gonna sit here next week. Think about this for a minute, okay? you've had a small part in helping that person connect to Christ or connect to this new home that this representation this physical representation of God's home on earth the family of God and, and if you had a part maybe you had a part and you didn't even know it there's some of you standing outside today greeting people I actually had someone tell me before. I've been to church before, but I've never seen anything like that. Why? Because, in fact, they, they follow, you just show up. That's what I'm used to. Just show up. We, we want to show the love of Christ, not just on launch Sunday, but we want that to be a part of our DNA. We want that to be every Sunday. And, we, and I hope you'll get your arms around this. Will you join me in this idea that... Connect Church can be the place where home can be represented in the way that God wants it to be represented. A loving place. And so next Sunday, when someone's baptized, if you've had a part in that, and I said last Sunday, one of the last things I said is is when you measure your life, will there be anyone who goes to heaven with you? The truth is this world is messed up. I mean, there are problems everywhere. And I I know I'm for social justice. Don't get me wrong. I think we ought to treat everyone with love. But at the end of the day, this world is under the weight of its rebellion against God. It's under the curse of sin. And at the end of the day, This world is not going to make it. It's not going to last. The only thing that's going to last is God's family. And the only thing you can take to heaven with you are the people you've prayed for and loved in the name of Jesus. The people you've served. And if you will discover your purpose for living, (laughs) that is so cool. You can come to a baptismal service one day and say, there's somebody whose life has been changed and God let me have a small Part in it. That is so over the top, amazing. I mean, you, I don't know what you do for a living, if you're a student still, or, or if you're in your career and college or, you know, married and raising kids. It, it, all of that's important stuff. But what matters the most, what will last the longest, is serving out the purpose for which God created you. Now we all have unique purposes, are you with me? But there are some common purposes we all need to fulfill. God's purpose is for everyone, this is common for all of us, to have a relationship with Christ, we've talked about that. God's purpose is for all of us to worship him. Coming to church is not a convenience thing. It isn't for me, it shouldn't be for any of us. God desires us to prioritize our life so that we gather together and worship him. And ultimately, God's purpose for all of us is to serve him with others. I, uh, I was thinking about this, Pastor Jay. He, he is going to have extra rewards in heaven someday because he has been willing to coach me and help me with technology. Okay, can I, can I just tell you the truth? I'm, I'm not going to pretend to be. I, some people think, oh, Ed knows. He uses a lot of technology. No, I'm a one-trick pony. You know, I learn one thing, and, and then maybe I learn another trick. But I am still amazed every time I tell Siri to do something. <laughs> and, and she doesn't argue. She doesn't give me a hard time. She just, sometimes she says, I have no idea what you're talking about, dummy. But I, I want to tell you this kind of a cool thing. Uh, I pastored, as many of my friends know. This is in four decades. And 15 of those years was in a wonderful community in South Florida. And a number of the people who were members of the church worked at IBM. One of the, the guys in the church was a really neat guy that quiet, he had been coming a couple years before I got to spend any time with him. And I finally asked him, I said, what project, what are you working on there at IBM? And he told me, he says, we're doing something really cool. He says, we're, we're, we're writing the code for our IBM hardware to be able to speak into a microphone and the, the software will transcribe it onto the screen and I heard that, Jay, and my head exploded. I said, wow, you can do that. And, and then I got a call, not there, not much longer, from a professor who had helped me, a mentor, actually, when I was in, in seminary working on my Master of Divinity. They found out that he, his vision was going, he, he couldn't see his health, and he's saying, I, I just wish I could get some help. I wish, I've heard about this technology where this you know, the ability to transcribe something with voice. And I said, I've heard about that too. And I went back to my friend and I asked him, I said, so wh- how is this coming? He said, well, it's early, we're starting to do tests. And he said, would you like to be one of the people that, that use this as a test? And, and we're talking back in the late 80s, okay? Uh, how many of you were not born in the late 80s, okay? <laughs> so, here it is, I, uh, I got the floppy disk, the five and a quarter inch floppy disk. <laughs> you Remember those? How many of you have no idea what I'm talking about? Okay, and, I, and I, I learned how to use it and ultimately I got permission to give it to my friend. Now it, the, the guy that wrote the code gave me two things, he said, he says, here's the owner's manual, here's, here's the manual, how to use this. I, I started reading it, again, my head exploded. Are you kidding me? There's so much there, I can't understand. And, and then he said, but I, I'm here, you can talk to me anytime you want. I remember one of the first things that I, uh, I spoke into the microphone. I mean, a big honking microphone, looked like a, an anchor on a boat. And, and on the screen appeared the words, I don't know how this work works, but I'm using it by faith. I put that on the screen. And as I'm talking, I'm looking, I'm going, whoa, this is so cool. And it, it has hit me a number of times since then. Do you realize, you guys, when God wrote the code for us, when he created us in his image, He wrote an owner's manual for us. It's called a Bible. He wrote a love letter to us and says, here's how I've wired you. Here's how you work. You're going to be prone at times (laughs) to lust. Don't do it. It's a dead end street. You're going to be prone sometimes to get angry. Don't do it. It doesn't make things better. Okay? Okay. He taught us the positives, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and self control. It's all in the owner's manual. But here's something just as cool, just as amazing. Not only did we get an owner's manual to read directly from the one who wrote the code, who designed us and created us, but he said the same thing my friend said. He says, If you have any problems with the manual, just give me a call. I'll be happy to talk to you do you know that God has offered you the same offer he's looked at every one of us and said yeah there's gonna be times when this owner's manual gets a little bit thick weighty difficult maybe to understand don't worry I'm here come talk to me we call that prayer and we who are god's children have this amazing opportunity to discover our purpose because not only do we have the owner's manual we talk to the one who made us And, and and god will walk with us and he will talk with us and he will remind us that he loves us i was thinking about how to close this service today and i came up with the idea would you stand with me here real quickly I know that the Bible says when it comes to a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, we confess with our mouth, believe in our heart, that God has raised Jesus from the dead. That a relationship with Jesus Christ is personal, and we have to invite him into our life. We have to accept his adoption. You're not there just because he died on the cross. You have to embrace and accept that. And I I thought, you know what? Not because if you read or pray this prayer word for word, this alone will not change you and save you. But I thought, this would be a great opportunity for me to put from my heart into the words of a prayer what I believe we can pray. And and more important than word for word what this says, I want to ask everyone here today, if you have prayed a prayer, anything similar like this, similar to this, you have asked Jesus to save you, then I pray that, that today you will reaffirm that commitment of love and trust in your Savior. But if you're to, here today and you do not know for sure that you're saved and that you're born again, think about the words of this prayer. Listen, dear God, everything you create has purpose, including me. I don't wanna miss my purpose or waste my life or live disconnected from you. Instead, I want to become what you created me to be. Starting today, I wanna follow your plan for my life, not my plan. You made me so that I can be connected to you through a personal relationship. I want to get to know you and love you and trust you. Thank you for sending Jesus to pay for my sin. Please forgive me and help me understand your love. I humbly ask you, to accept me into your family forever. I wanna grow and become more like Jesus every day. Please help me to use my life on earth to serve you by serving others. Help me to share the good news about Jesus and fulfill my purpose. I surrender every area of my life to you. Would you bow with me quietly? If you're here today and you've prayed a prayer, anything close to this, and invited Christ into your life, would you whisper a prayer by just simply saying, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for saving me. Help me now to fulfill my purpose. But if you're here today and you don't know for sure that heaven's your home, could I impress upon you that this could be the day, the moment that changes your eternity, your story, your salvation, Your spiritual journey can begin right now. You say, I don't know all that what to say. It's a heart condition. Do you know that you're a sinner? Are you willing to admit it to God? Then do it. Invite him into your life. Invite him to save you today. He will do that. Invite him into your life. There will be a glorious moment when you realize, what a glorious thing, that he has saved you. He will do what he said he would. Lord, please speak to our hearts today. Help us to celebrate what you want to do. If there's one person here today who's not born again, help them right now to whisper a prayer, call upon your name and trust you. Lord, help them to take this leap of faith. Help them to go right to the designer, the person who wrote the code. Help them to come to you. And Lord, may this be the day that begins the rest of their life. Their story begins today. In Jesus' name I pray. Yeah.